welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And it's also mostly about our lives. Folks, thank you for tuning in another week down the drain. How dare you? What? You're not allowed to say that. Why? Because you didn't overhear the woman say that. I overheard it and I passed it on to you as like, woof. That lady sure was miserable. The woman. And now you're using it as a, um, uh, uh, you're using it makes you sound miserable. Well, there, I don't, I'm not miserable. Well, I am sort of miserable right at this moment. <laughs> but. Yeah, you need a re- you need an attitude check. Well, that woman that Ashley's referring to is uh, a woman uh, who cleans my mother and grandmother's home. Um, I'll leave her name out of this, but Ashley overheard her. Uh, but she's also a friend. Sure. Right? She's like I mean, she's not my friend, but yeah, sure. She um I guess was asked how how are things and this woman replied uh, uh you know, another week down the drain. <laughs> Which and not in a super negative way. Like she wasn't trying to be negative. It's just that's how she just sees the weeks at this point go by. They go down the drain. I think it has something to do with the fact that we are still in quarantine for the most part. Now, this is what's interesting, though, is that I passed on that information to you out of like, um, to me, that is a sign of someone who's unhappy, right? Another week down the drain. Like that's, I'm like, oh God, what's going on with that lady? Like, is she, is she sad? What's up? And you were like, no, I think that's just kind of how she is. And then you just used it right now. Well, can I be honest? I wasn't referencing that woman i just i swear impossible ash i swear on this podcast that i swear on lily who i'm looking into her eyes right now hello lily i love you cat ashley doesn't we'll get into that later but um i i swear to you that i just said another week down the drain and i probably was locked in my head From when we were speaking about it, when he had told me about this person saying that before. But no, I was not referencing this person. That was just the way I decided to open up this week's podcast. Before we get any uh, further down the hellhole that is this podcast. Are you guys still listening? Yeah, of course they are. Um, as a matter of fact, we're, uh, we don't just do this podcast. We also do a Patreon, folks. You can catch that Patreon at patreon.com forward slash reality blows sign up for the five dollar bonus tier and you'll get two bonus episodes a month and uh we're about to drop our second in the month of january it's going to be a lot of fun so get over there you can hear all june, june. you can hear <laughs> all of the podcasts that we've done on patreon since january to a month it's a whole treasure trove god there's by uh by this week there's going to be 12 that you can check out that's cool that's pretty dang cool. So yeah. check that out over there. Hey, guess what? My mom loves them. That's so. right. That's right. Her mom loves them. My dad just said once that he listened to it. <laughs> he did not <laughs> to give his opinion. So there's that. But uh, also, if you're not, uh, you know, you don't want to spend a little money on us, that's totally fine. Why don't you just go over to Apple Podcasts on the app and rate this podcast five stars and give us a little something Nice as far, sweet. as far as a review goes. That helps this podcast out. Um, and also, uh, we don't have any ads on this podcast, but if we did have an ad, 
I think it would be for a product called Magic Spoon. Oh, Guys, my God. We're obsessed. So I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but Ashley has come over to the dark side, and she is now on a low-carb, low-sugar diet with me. It's true. And uh, you know what? She fought it tooth and nail. Fought it tooth and nail. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'll do that diet as long as I can keep eating my bread. I was kind of just under the impression that I still had like a 20-year-old's body where I could just eat whatever I want and then work out. And then just watch that fat melt away. But I've been working out pretty consistently, I would say, for the past month. I have month, two months, and the dial hasn't moved a bit. So finally I was like, okay, Nick, I will not start eating meat again, but I will give up carbs, sort of. And that's what I've done. Well, you gave up carbs and you gave up... Um, I've given up sugar. Well, you give up added sugar. Added sugar. You're eating some fruit, which is totally cool. I could never give up fruit. Uh, and uh, Especially during summer. What? In when a couple days, you lost two pounds. So there you go. Lost two pounds in five days. It does work. Now, Ashley, being on this diet, what she does open up for herself is all of the um, supplemental... Uh, supplementary, I guess, is the word... Uh, food that I use. Keto snacks. Keto snacks, low carb snacks, low sugar snacks, no sugar snacks. That's mm -hmm. We're talking Quest bars. We're okay. talking a lot of Quest bars, <laughs> folks. And uh, we are also talking a whole lot of nuts with a whole lot of different dustings on them. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, the sriracha almond heaven. Sriracha almond. I just I've been getting into dill almonds. I've been getting into dill pickles. I had two today. <laughs> Ashley ate a, a couple handfuls of the pistachios I brought into the home. Ooh, so or good. actually, we brought into the home. And uh, guys, I, I'm having some flavor city over there on the quest bars i mean i'm having uh some raspberry cheesecake uh boy mint chocolate chip hello that's like eating a goddamn sundae okay but the bars they're fine okay to me i like them but you can still kind of you know taste the little fake sugar like nick can't and he keeps telling me that he'll he's like you'll get used to it and once you deprive yourself of real sugar long enough, this will be a treat. Absolutely. And it has not that has not happened yet. But what has happened is Nick bought this cereal. We're talking high-end, bougie-ass cereal. You got to order it in bulk. It's crazy expensive. He bought it into the house. He brought it into the house, and um, I tried some, and it was so good. And I was like, okay, this will get me to give up bread magic spoon folks check it out i mean i this is not a sponsored uh not sponsored ad though if you like if you'd like to sponsor us we welcome you with open arms i'm gonna fucking reach out to these sons of bitches and uh <laughs> i'm gonna get them to sponsor us my i just want says, some free fucking cereal dog my mom says we are cussing a lot more on the podcast good. than usual good i say fuck yeah to that <laughs> all right we're in pain over here i woke up with a stiff neck yeah so, i got a bad back <laughs> Anyway, we eat a lot of cereal. <laughs> and uh, so we got this magic spoon. You get it in variety packs. And uh, it's kind of like that classic. You get that Kellogg's variety pack that has all the different flavors in it. And their whole thing is that we're like remaking the cereal of your childhood, but healthy. So it's got protein, no carbs, lo like really low carbs. There's carbs in There's it. There's like two to three carbs. There's carbs in it. Um, but like lots of protein and hardly any sugar. I don't think it has any sugar. Uh, a couple of them have a, a gram of sugar I mean, in them, but nothing. I mean, compared to what we're, we were eating, I mean, seriously, super low. And the best part about it is the shit tastes like 
the cereals you used to eat when you were a big fat kid. I'm talking Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, okay? Cocoa Puffs. Um, what else? Peanut Honey butter, nut Cheerios, Honey nut Cheerios. Uh, peanut butter, Captain Crunch, Frosted Flakes. I Even mean, though they're not really flakes, they're more like puffs. But I, so there's a bunch of flavors. Okay, so you got as Ashley went through. Uh, our favorite uh, so far is the one is cinnamon. So the cinnamon toast crunch knockoff is incredible. I really like the cocoa puffs one, and I really like the fruit loops. And the one. peanut butter one is goddamn good. And you got to try the blueberry. The okay? blueberry one is fucking good. Listen, I've been talking about this cereal <laughs> so much in my private life and that I've convinced Julia Johns, past guest, mm. to order some. She's been texting me all day about it. I convinced my sister to order some. She's been texting me all day because they don't do free shipping and you have to order like a certain amount. Like you can't just order one box. And so uh, she's pissed. Tell Julia to shove it up her ass. <laughs> I, I can't have any negativity when it comes to my magic spoon. I really can't. You guys, Nick got so into it. Like, okay, this is he's already ordered two two big like batches of it and it has really made this diet so much easier for me because I could have a treat every day and then Nick is like such a diehard fan that he got the branded bowl and spoon that they silicone sell. bowl and they a cool on their spoon, website <laughs> and it's tie-dyed and it's super cool and the artwork on the boxes is very cool Nick is like really into gear and that has spilled over into his cereal obsession how about the box though Boxes are beautiful. They're like clearly done by a graphic design artiste. And then on the back of them, they have games. And guess who sits at the table with her little Sharpie out looking for words in the crossword? This bitch. That's okay, right. that's it's what actually I'm doing. A, it's actually a word search. But listen, who's count? It's a cross. No, it's crossword. a word search. You're right. Yeah, it's a word yeah. search. Come on now. But I'll tell you what, Ash. I hate being corrected on the pod. <laughs> well, then start being correct. <sighs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what? I have a list of things you've no, gotten wrong. Enough of that list. So, yeah, I mean, we're living in Flavortown over here, and it's a lot of fun, guys. Come on over to Flavor Tizown. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're, we'd like to be more active, but both of us are really beat up pretty bad. Um, I mean, Ashley hurt her back jumping on a trampoline about six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never recovered. Um, and I woke up with the stiffest neck in the world today. Uh, Julia just texted me literally about uh, Magic Spoon. Okay, what did she are you say? ready? Yeah. She texted me, boom, ordered. Bummed that I didn't get the peanut butter or honey nut. She's got to do the separate box. You can't get it in the variety pack. I'll it's, tell her. It's unfortunate. Wow, that's crazy. She has, she's got a wee bit psychic. To, uh, what the hell does she me. need magic spoon for? She's very She's fit. healthy and in shape. Yeah, that doesn't mean she can't, you no. know, enjoy. Save the magic spoon for the fatties, baby. That's what I say. Hey. <laughs> not you, not you, me. Uh, um, so what were you saying? We're all beat up. We're yeah. All beat up. Did it's you guys tough. listen to our last episode where we just talked about how our bodies hurt the whole time? It's no good. It's just bad stuff. We've all got around. We've got other things going on here though. We have I have a list of very exciting things that we've done this week. The first one being that um Sarah, my dear friend and comedian Sarah Tolomash, who's been on this pod, we have been hosting a monthly show on zoom it's actually you, you watch it on youtube live and it's called the at home film fest we get a bunch of our funny friends to make uh short videos and we show them that during this night and it's so much fun and we had our third one on thursday and nick was our tech guy and he was really good um so babe thank you for that 
No problem. It almost makes up for all the times I've had to be a guest on App by App, um, Nick's Guys, other podcast. Have you subscribed to App by App, the podcast about step by step? Uh, you can get it anywhere podcasts are sold. It's a lot of fun. We're cranking them out. We're at episode twelve this week with great the great Zach Sims. What's gonna happen to that? That podcast. Mean? I'm I, just saying, I like, what's the future of that? You're going to continue after season one? I think once we get to the end of season one, which we probably have about 10 episodes <laughs> left, uh, I think the we may take like a little hiatus, kind of how shows do, you know, maybe for a couple weeks and bank some episodes. But hey, there's about five, six, seven seasons okay. of that son of a bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, we're cranking them through, guys, cranking them through. You know, my mom did mention, you know, I'm seeing my mom quite a bit now that we're living in the home. She said, well, why don't you spend your time doing something better? Is what she said wow. to me. And uh, she's not she's not wrong. No, she's right. I'm just I'm wowing that she was she said it. I said, hey, we got some listeners, so I'm dedicated to do it. Do you have listeners? We do have a couple of listeners. How yeah. many? I don't know. Just a handful. <laughs> okay, let me be frank with you here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so my question to you is, we all know that you decided to do this other podcast, Ep by Ep, because you thought of the name. Of course. And then you were like, okay, that's a really great name, so now I have to do the podcast do you regret starting it and committing to it? It's not listen, it wouldn't if it was just the name, I wouldn't be continuing to do the podcast, but I also recorded a great theme song and now I have to do the it. The theme song is incredible. You know Hey, get us a theme song. We have one. It's just do 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 Yeah. I can make us a theme song if you want, but I mean, changing things at this point in the podcast would be preposterous. I don't know. I think everyone who listens to us is pretty down with change, <laughs> right, guys? Let's hope. Um, if you do watch, you can go to like my you, my Instagram and you can watch the video that I did for this third at-home film festival. And Nick made the music for it. He's so talented. He was also my camera guy. And he also edited it. So <laughs> they threw well, all you that. edited you 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 put the 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 clips together. I put and, them and in order them and and did that stuff. I you just, gave him a shine. I I I did the sound basically. Yeah, I, I edited all the sound for you. You edited so. the sound. It's, 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 it's tough. It's very very tricky. It's sound is very important. So if you don't have it, I mean that's why so many people do black and white silent films and like film yeah. school for their first thing because. It's kind of easy. Once you're messing around with that sound, it's like, especially you're outside, like wind and making things sound uniform. It's very tough. Yeah. Outside is really just a huge headache. Um, But I was impressed that you made us a song for it. Yeah, it was pretty simple. I made it on your computer, too. That's rad. Isn't that nice? He's got talent, folks. Yeah, Um, I enjoy making music. In other news, I've been watching children terrorize animals this week, and I have a question to you about young boys, okay? I'd like you to tell me what the deal is with young men, and I'm talking age 8, 9, or 10. Oh, all my best friends are that age. What is the deal? With this, I'm about to tell you two things that happened, and then I want you to speak for all men. Um, One, I was on one of my famous walks along the shore, and it was getting late, and I saw... There's all these, like, little rabbits here, guys. It's really the cutest uh, world to be in. And one of these rabbits just kind of darted through the street and hopped up on the, the grass right before the boardwalk. And when the rabbit did that, 
these three young boys um, saw it and they were like, the rabbit, ah, get it, get the rabbit, get it. And then they just started chasing it and they chased it into a playground and they were like hopping the fence and trying to corner the rabbit. And like, I saw one of them throw a stone at the rabbit. And so I like came over and I was like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you catch the rabbit? And they were like, oh, I don't know. And then I just stayed and I watched, I just stayed with the, with the rabbit as these boys like tried to chase it and then got weirded out by me and left and then me and the rabbit just kind of hung out for a little bit until everything was safe and then I left and then not three days later I'm at the beach enjoying the sun enjoying the waves and there's just two little boys eight and nine throwing clumps of sand at seagulls trying to hit seagulls in flight what is going on well okay first of all the rabbit story if it's true how dare you? I well, I mean, it just you have this heroic story about saving a rabbit. No one was there to see it. Those those boys were, and their parents, who also were weirded out by me. They should be. You should be in jail right now for uh, trying to. Uh, I was hurt protecting those that rabbit. But uh, yeah, so I mean, the rabbit. I mean, I understand what you're saying. If that's true, it would be very very upsetting to see a bunch of uh, uh, kids like try to disrupt the life of that little cottontail. Yeah, friend. they were trying to chase yeah, it they down are cute. The cornering little, it. Little and... brown rabbits yeah. that run around here. It's They're cute. Throwing clumps of sand at a seagull is like doing public service. I mean, those things are disgusting. Those, those seagulls are gross, man. Gross animals. I would love to just knock one in the head with a seashell. Nick. Well, I'm just saying they steal our french fries. <laughs> That's all they do is steal our French fries. My God. They don't do anything else. Jeez. And they shit on your fucking towel. This is not really what I expected. Well, expect the unexpected when you're dealing with Nick on the realityblowspodcast.com. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the pod, but it is like one of my 10 stories, so I probably have. But um, when I was a kid, we were at the beach one time, and there was a seagull that was like, just like really chill and like let me pet it and then it sat in my lap for a really long time i was probably like eight and it was just hanging out in my lap and i was petting it and like an hour went by and then it just shit all over me and flew away <laughs> <laughs> and it was nasty shit too yeah i bet it was first of all they should have burned your hands off after touching that thing gross rats of the of the air i i call those wow. things they're like pigeons, man. It's like they're disgusting. Just disgusting animals. I mean, they look white and 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 uh, clean. Nice they and look clean kind of clean in the air, yeah. but when they get close to you, you're like, oh, it's a fucking big bird, man. And it's just they're 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 not afraid of humans, which I never trust. Any animal that's not afraid of humans is is a problem. But haven't we like? condition them not to be afraid of us by constantly giving them snacks we don't give them they steal them no they people should be are in fucking bird jail giving, giving seagull snacks i see it all the time you never see it uh, it's 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 bullying you're like here take my crust and get the fuck out of here you're, you stinky piece of shit your mom told us on tuesday that seagulls basically don't have any predators that they just kind and, of like live for 90 years. And that's why I am imploring every one of our listeners to go out and kill a seagull today. Mm. They need to be thinned out like hunters and deer. Okay, they're just going to overrun the planet. We need to start throwing pebbles and projectiles at seagulls. We should employ eight-year-old boys to have like uh, little slingshots and uh, little stones and just 
knock them right in the head. Just drop out of the uh, out of the sky. Wow. You know what I mean? Did you ever read Jonathan Livingston Siegel? I have. What'd you think about I it? I thought it was great. <laughs> I'm gonna write I read that. it and didn't understand it that? at so all. I don't know what that is. It was a very popular book in like the 70s, I guess. Um, Listen, you were alive in the 70s, not me. I was not. How dare you? Stop telling people that. <laughs> Nick has been going around all day lying about my age. You were born in 1978. I was born in 1989. Nick, you know I was born in 1992. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Um, it was just a very super popular book and I don't know, I tried to read it in college and I was like, I don't, I don't get this. What am I missing? Maybe I read it in high school too young. It was over my head. But, um, listen back to the rabbit. I get the idea of like wanting to befriend a wild animal, but these boys were chasing this animal. Like they wanted to just grab it. You know what I mean? There, there is a roughness to their approach. Well, they're cavemen, they're hunters. The children. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's what was going on. That's all it is. They, the rabbit was definitely freaked. And then afterwards it came up to me and it was like, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate you. I was like, no problem. We high fived. That would be my one superpower. If yeah. I could pick a superpower, it would be to talk to animals. That's pretty cool. What would you pick? Um, Invisibility. no what you can't say no it's an opinion (laughs) no yes because then you could rob banks who cares that's all you want to do money. you're gonna waste your one super power just so you can participate in capitalism i want to steal from the rich and give to the target (laughs) where where is your sense of magic you know that's magical no if i go and i'm disappeared (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't even use it to like spy on other countries oh i'd be looking at naked ladies but listen it has nothing to do with that oh my god it's mostly about going into a bank and just walking out with those gold bars baby that's so sad what you sir come here come here look at the footage the gold bars are just floating out what you will do to avoid getting a job is wild yeah, to me i just don't want one <laughs> you will yeah that's there we go yeah there we it. go we got proof um what else has been going on this week I, I went roller skating in a park it was okay not much to say about that there was like too many rocks everywhere i need roller skating rinks to open again so i can go in them but just me i don't want to ever be around a crowd again i've been too scared i think if you brought your blades out in that rocky park it would have been easier maybe yeah blades do handle rocks yeah i um, mean your your skates are like meant to like i don't know what you're supposed to roll and now you're having this problem where one skate's going in one direction and the other one's going the other direction it's like give it <laughs> up the the lord is telling you that skating is not for you ash you haven't had one positive skate situation happened since you bought them that's not seven true. years ago i bought them last year and i have had positive experiences name six uh the one in the apartment i haven't <laughs> yeah, actually you skated in our apartment yeah, it this was is fun. sad it was fun this is sad it's only sad to you to me it's fun isn't that more important what about skating in the basement of this home we're in i haven't done it yet i did put the trampoline down there and we also know how that ended. Pain and suffering. Pain I love that suffering. trampoline, and I'm going to do it again. No way. You're yes gonna, you way. You'll survive a second go at yes, it. Yes, I'm going to do it, Nick. Well, you know, uh, something about the Jersey Shore that is fantastic is the seafood. Would you agree? Yeah. So we went out uh, and actually had our first little meal 
out and about. Actually, this was our second meal. We've had two. On Father's Day, we went out. We talked about that. But our second time, we went to this like little counter um, and a, a place called Moby's. I would describe it as a fish shack. Like you walk up, you place your order. They've got all these picnic tables on the dock. You go out there. You sit on your picnic table. They call your number. You pick up your tray. You go back to your little picnic table. And uh, we were hungry, and you know we were doing the low-carb thing, so I made sure that I, I ordered a good amount of, of seafood. So we ordered what? like We got like a dozen clams. And two dozen, two dozen shrimp, shrimp. And then we had some of my mom's oysters as well. Ooh, it was so good. I've never had clams this fresh yeah, in my life. Explain what you mean by that. You've, talking about, you're, you've mentioned a few times that these clams blew you away. They were just so fresh and tasty and big and fat and juicy and i don't know they made my whole you, you guys ever just put some type of food in your mouth and it's like it may it creates a, a hormonal release in your body of happiness that's what these clams did yeah i mean they were fucking good they were fatties yeah they were big fat boys mm-hmm, juicy and they actually i had the i hadn't had clams and oysters like together back ever. to back yeah it does feel like you're you're ordering one or the other so i you know we love clams mm-hmm. uh, i mean we love oysters and so i had some of the oysters which were nice oysters as yeah. well and they yeah. catch them under the docks here you know what i mean like right under the place super fresh and and i had it after i had eaten a couple of the clams and i like the clams better Mm. I did. I, I was like, man, I don't need these oysters. You know what I mean? I just got a little freaked out with the oysters because we learned they were a purification system. And then so they're, they're the ocean's purification my, system. My mother learned that fact last year and, and does not skip a beat. Anybody brings up oysters. She's like, you know, they uh, purify the ocean. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yep, so all the mean? shit in the ocean go right through the oysters. <laughs> does that mean okay. that they're more clean than anything else? That's no. what I've been telling myself. It's like a garbage can no. for the sea so it's uh, like we're eating yeah. an air conditioning filter. basically eels just come by and piss in clams mouths and shit oh and my god is it well is that the same thing that happens with clams though are they also the ocean's purification no they're the ocean's uh aphrodisiac <laughs> oh my god i forgot to tell you that when i went um i went to the beach by myself on friday guys there was just like a window of opportunity and i went for it and it was the day after a thunderstorm, and there was so many mussels on the beach. I've never really seen that here. Like, like a, everywhere you went on the shores, all these little mussel shells. Well, another thing that my mother has learned is that mussels are like the toughest, uh, like piece of seafood to clean. And it's very rare that when you order uh, mussels at a restaurant that they've cleaned them correctly. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep, yep, yep. And so she used to love mussels. Yeah. Especially the ones like like uh, mussels Diavola or whatever where they're like, it's in like a spicy red sauce. It, they, they are really good. And I, I like mussels quite a bit. I like them when they're in like a, a garlicky broth and then you yeah. dip bread into totally, it. Totally, totally. Oh, so good. It's a lot about the bread a lot about the bread you're gonna find out ash on this low carb diet eh, most of the hubbub is the bread it's mostly about the bread but so wait why yeah. are they hard to clean they're I don't just understand. tough to clean and nobody cleans them correctly it's very tough to clean them correctly so mm-hmm. like when you go to like some ramshackle bullshit place uh and you order mussels they 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 might not be as clean as you want them Ooh, to be they're suspect they're a little sussy sus um, another thing that happened at the beach is I saw some freaking dolphins, y'all. I saw dolphins swimming up the coast, and it was very exciting. I was on a little walk. I had left all my stuff in my chair, and um, I was on a walk, and all of a sudden, 
all the lifeguards started calling people in and I was like, what's going on? Like what's happening? And I looked out and sure enough, I could see the fins going up and then water like poofing out, you know, when they spray out of their blowholes. And I started walking, following the dolphin. So walking along the shore with them. And then, um, I made a huge mistake. I saw a group of old ladies, older women, um, at the right there at the beach, right there getting their little feet wet. And I was like, hey, look, there are dolphins out there. Like I thought I should spread the joy. And it just it just really sort of fell apart into a whole bunch of where? I don't see them. Where? Where? And me pointing right there. That's where they are. And then I don't see them. And then I was just eventually like, well, have a great day. And then kept on walking. Moral of the story is do not be nice to the elderly. (laughs) Uh, It never goes the way you want it to go. That's the second time I've seen dolphins here, though, because I saw them last year on the pier. And I did tell some elderly people that at that same time last year and they saw them and they were very excited. So it could go either way. It could go either way, folks. Dolphins, schools of dolphins coming by. Also, a lot of whale sightings. Really? Yeah. When we first came here, like a couple times in a week, they were seeing whale over at the beach. Oh, my God. I would love to see a whale. It's pretty cool. I used to have dreams all the time of swimming next to a whale. Elaborate. I would just be... I used to have a lot of ocean dreams. I haven't had them in a couple of months, but um, I would say they're definitely like a reoccurring dream of mine that I'm either in the water and I'm next to something very giant, sort of submerged, um, or I'm standing at the shore and I'm looking at the water and I know that there's something very giant submerged. So, But at times, that uh, giant submerged thing has been a whale. Now... You're big on uh, uh, dream interpretation. Yeah. What is that? Well, classically, water is your emotions and sort of the unconscious. And um, a large object underwater would be some sort of truth that you have yet to deal with. Mm. I mean, if a friend was telling me that that's what their dream was, I would say there's something that you haven't addressed that's sort of pulling at your mind, um, some larger thing that you should uh, take time to find out what's going on. What are you distracted by internally? And But I'm not going to tell myself that because I'm A-OK, right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> yep, avoid, 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 avoid. You know, uh, Ashley was very sweet to me this week. Um, she bought me a present. Mm-hmm. Bought me a present. Mm-hmm. She bought me a Kindle, folks, a paperwhite Kindle. That's right. And uh, I have a Kindle HD Fire that uh, Ashley bought me for a present a couple years ago. And it's really like a tablet. And then when we were in Wrightsville Beach on a vacation last year, she dropped it on the ground and broke it. Now, do I love that thing? Yes. Is that where I read most of my comics? Oh, you better believe it. But, you know, I haven't really jumped into the comic book world ever since that thing broke. There's a nice crack in the in the middle of the... Why did you take it out of its case? Eh, because sometimes you got to take it out of a case, but nobody asks you to just kick it on the ground. No one asked for I that. I didn't kick it Face on the ground, down. babe. That so, was a sad moment. It was a sad moment. It's still usable. It's not that bad. But you know when something's broken, you're just like, mm, I just like you a little bit less. Yeah. Because I know there's That's something real. wrong with you. That is real. Now, uh, I was kind of lacking on, on my reading. Uh, you know, I tried to read a lot more books last year. I read a couple. And uh, so Ashley went and bought me this Kindle, and it came the other day. And boy, oh boy, I like the Kindle world. Yeah? 
Immediately, I subscribed to the New York Times. I got my two-hour, my two-hour, two two-week free trial. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been reading a couple of stories on the New York Times uh, on my Kindle, which is brilliant for it. I love that. I mean, it's it makes me want to find more publications that work well on the Kindle to read because it's much better than reading these things on your phone. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Which I would do every once in a while, but honestly, like the reading on the scrolling on the phone thing sucks for for articles, and I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, I've been reading the New York Times every morning, and then also I uh, I've gotten a, I bought a book. I bought a book, so I'm now a Kindle you bought person. A book. What book I bought did a book. you buy? I bought a George Saunders book. Oh, his book of short stories. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a a. A big book of his. That's exciting. Um, and the, the, I read two of the short stories, and they were funny, interesting, and and kind of heartbreaking at the same time. Exactly mm. what the uh, people said it was going to be like. So. God, that's all I want. Yeah, I nice. love that. I I'm reading Outlander, as you guys know. I'm sure I've talked about it on the pod at some point. It's very long. It's a science fantasy, science fiction slash fantasy book of a woman who goes back in time falls in love with a scottish man and uh there's time travel there's a a cupped breast here a nipple flick there you know there's a little eroticism going on a nipple flick <laughs> is that really what they're saying nipple flicks it's mostly there's a couple of i think there's a maybe a nipple tweak at one point there's somebody's giving people purple nurples <laughs> in this fucking book uh, it's mostly a cupped breast. It's mostly cupped breast, but it's um, lots of stuff about uh, the Scottish Highlands, which I've never really had described to me in such beautiful detail. And I think that that's where we should go next on our next vacation. If we ever get to travel again, well, they're not going to let us into Europe for a while. But once they do, you know, maybe we'll get over there. You know what I mean? Once uh, you know, people start wearing fucking masks in this country. But um, yeah, you know, uh, I. I, uh, you seem to be wrapped up in this Scottish world of uh, Outlander. Is that the name? Yep, of it? Outlander. I was calling you my Scottish prince for a little bit. Ashley, is this book a hundred thousand pages long? It I feel like is. you've been reading this book forever. I feel that way too, honestly. I'm. I, it's kind of lost its, um, its mystique. You know, like I, I, around page five hundred, I was like, okay, let's start wrapping it up. But I don't know how many pages they are. And isn't this like a first book in a series? Yeah. How many books? I think there's 10. Holy shit. I don't think I'm going to be reading the series. Why? Because this first one's taking too long. There are other books I want to read. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I can't devote myself like that so fully. I like a project, though. Don't you like to have a project? Because I have a couple of things that I opened up, you know. A couple of them are Kindle adjacent. So um, one of my favorite, I like reading music criticism. Yeah, you're a big fan of also like nonfiction music. Um, yes. So I mean, there's a lot of books. Docu-series in, a, in no. book form, whatever oh, that's, that's a, called. No, that's not. That's wrong. But uh, what I, I do, uh, there's a book series called The 33 and a Third uh-huh. Book yeah, Series. Yeah, very popular. Cool yep. people read it in Brooklyn. Yes, so they're like tiny little books, and basically you'll get like a critic, some sort of, usually it's a rock critic or a rock journalist, and uh, they take on one album, and it's not, they're not uniform, so it's not like everybody just does the same thing. You kind of, uh, they give that uh, author 
some sort of or that writer some uh, leeway to kind of do what they want with the subject matter as long as it revolves around the specific album. And I've read a handful of them. And so I started to like look to see. I'm like, oh, this Kindle. I mean, I could bang out. There's like 150 of these. I could bang out these things easy on the Kindle. And uh, I started, so I put a couple in my list and I was like, what am I going to read next? And uh, one of the albums that they have on there that is criticized in a in a good not good or a bad way but they write about it reviewed review. yeah well it's not they're not really reviews okay they're kind of retrospectives and okay. just some it's whatever the journalist wants to do with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um i've read a bunch and i've been in a big neil young kick lately as you know ash oh yeah been uh, listening to a lot of Neil Young albums, mostly the 70s albums. And I don't know if any of our fans are Neil Young fans. I can understand if you're not. But they have a book on Harvest, which Ooh. is um, his probably his most... It's the one with all the hits on it. Right. You know, Southern Man and all mm-hmm. that shit. And what's interesting about the book is that it's like... it, it The album is never makes critics top albums, because the critics kind of realize that it's just like, oh, that's it. that's the album with all the good songs on it. Probably not going to talk about this one any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, why would you talk about it? Because it's got all the hits on it. We get it. Let's move on. He has like 50 other albums. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about those. And actually, I've listened to the album recently, and I actually don't like it that much because... You know, it's just like a horse with no name. You know what I mean? You're just like... Played out. You've heard it all. We were listening to to the car and we're like, yeah, these are great songs, but it's like, I don't want to hear these songs anymore because our dads played them on on the radio forever and ever. That's how I feel also about every Tom Petty song. Sure. good. Yeah, you're just kind of good on it. But that is the angle that the author is taking on this. Oh, that's fun. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Is it the best album or is it not the best album? Because everybody says, oh yeah, that's his best album. Let's talk about other things. Mm. So that very much interests me. So I'm going to probably pop into there, but I've been listening to Neil Young like a motherfucker, man. And I'm really enjoying this Neil Young stuff. Really like it. I like the stuff that's kind of ramshackle. I like this stuff that it's like, boy, it sounds like you just kind of wrote this and recorded this in like a week and a half. He's a cool dude, man. He's punk. He is. They they also call him the godfather of um, grunge. Grunge. Yeah, I agree with that. Really annoys me. I agree with it. It annoys me so much. Listen, we have to start talking about reality television. Why? Because it's time. We've just been talking about our lives too long. I haven't. I haven't even talked about Doro y Doro yet. I don't know what that is. Doro y Doro. Um. Hey, I'm allowed to say it. That's how the guy, guy says it on the TV. It's a. It's an anime. It's Doro Hidoro, and it sounds bad when I don't say it with a, the correct enunciation. Okay. Doro Hidoro. So I'm watch. I watched an anime on uh, on Netflix, and it's the best thing. I think so good. you can say you binged it because you I really knocked out, out that that season or series season, in yeah. like three days. Twelve episodes, but they're only a half hour, so it wasn't too bad. But I don't normally binge things in that manner, so um, it was special mm. for that. But I couldn't wait to watch this thing. It's about a world. Um, on uh, a planet in which babe this... stop what you it's just a... explained this whole thing about the books you went on and on and Ashley, Neil Young on and on we have to talk about reality television you 30 minutes talking about a fucking bunny rabbit okay, I love that rabbit yeah it's like anytime yeah you're not interested anymore <laughs> and reality television we watched a show that we, it's gonna take us 8 seconds to get through we watched a couple shows alright fine fine you know what guys it's your fucking ass if the second part of this sucks. Folks, we're going to take 
a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Floor is Lava. Not the Floor is Lava. It's called Floor is Lava, which is the number one rated show or watch show on Netflix last week. And we also caught up with our with our friends over there on Labor of Love. And uh, so we'll be talking about our thoughts on the past two episodes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around. We'll be right back. Folks, we're back. Boyash. <laughs> you better have a lot to say about Floor is Lava. Well, the fun thing is that I looked up the IMDb of the show because I was like, surely their description of it will give us, um, you know, something a, to say on this podcast. Something about to say it. on the pod. Nick, would you, before I read this description that's on IMDb, will you sum up this show, Floor is Lava, which, by the way, we started watching. It's a brand new show. Um, and we started watching it because I just saw everybody tweeting tweeting about it. Did you, um, how did it get on your radar, Nick? I went on Netflix and it said it was the number one watch show that week. People are watching this show. Now describe describe the show to the our listeners. It's uh, like the old classic game you'd play with your friends where you say you can't touch the floor because the floor is lava and you have to get from one part of the house to the other. It's just like that if the floor was actually lava, folks. Not really. It seems to be a lot of food coloring and water. But basically, it's like a, a room with a whole bunch of different objects submerged in water peeking out. And you and two of your friends or family members, your team, has to get from one part of the room to the opposite end of the room without touching the lava. And it's really fun because each of the room is each of the rooms are themed, and there's a lot of different like elements on uh, that you can use to sort of get yourself from one end to the other. And they don't really explain to the teams on how to do it. They have to kind of figure out that oh, there's a pole on the wall. I should probably pull that pole down so I can use it to reach out really far and grab this ring that if I pull moves an object closer to me and allows me to get to the other side of the room easier. So it's a lot of fun and it actually reminded me and apparently a lot of other people on the internet has actually told me that of uh, kind of like um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, um, exactly. Was was what it felt like because that show, that old Nickelodeon show, I used to watch so much when I was a kid. It was definitely my era of the network. Um, you would go through these different rooms, but you would have to sort of like, each room was sort of themed and you'd have to kind of pull down levers that were kind of hidden in the temple to get yourself access to the next room. Okay, so the reason why I asked you to give our listeners a synopsis is because I wanted to compare it to the official synopsis of the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Teams compete to navigate rooms flooded with lava by leaping from chairs, hanging from curtains, and swinging from chandeliers. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's a little less wordy, <laughs> but... Uh, I think you really made it sound a lot more fun it than is a this lot more description. Fun. What I find interesting here, first of all, it's a half-hour show. You know that I love that. I appreciate that. It's the amount of- highly bingeable. So you could just binge it, and each of the teams are kind of themed. You know, there was one where it was like a, a mother and then two twin uh, children uh, versus triplets. One was just like, we're dads. And the other one was like, we're, we're youth pastors. Yeah, and-, and then another one was like, we play tennis together. <laughs> it was kind of it's fun all different ages yeah. uh, sizes shapes it's 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 a really uh, good group of people that they've picked and the rooms are so fun looking the, the rooms themes. are fun looking it's actually fun to watch i hope 
to God that the furniture that they're using in these rooms is made out of foam because some of these people take it like really just knock their chin, knock their heads, knock their knees. And if these, if this is wood, they're going to have some serious problems. A lot of wipeouts, a lot of face plants. So um, many face plants. And they really delight in it as far as showing it to us. They replay it about six or seven times. Really, th really the only way you can feel comfortable watching this is if you tell yourself everything's made out of foam. Like you have to be like, it's okay, it's all made out of foam. And then you can watch the show and you don't feel bad. And what's interesting, uh, and I think a fun um, aspect of the show is once um, basically you have three team members and you hope that you can get all three to the other side but if you if somebody goes in the lava they're out but you could still continue to try to get yourself over there and when they fall into the lava they just sink yeah they just you just see them sink and then you never see them get saved and and it's very cool clearly the contestants are told to react like some your 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 teammate has just been uh, engulfed in lava and dead because yeah. like they always scream no no like it's a sad part of an action movie yeah um it, it's a lot of fun and um clearly maybe super easy to 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 make right i'm guessing it's cheap yeah. to make i really and the prize is like ten thousand dollars so they're not shelling out big bucks for the prize but it, there's something about it that's very like fun and silly and just easy to watch it feels sort of wholesome i mean we did binge i would say we we put it on late at night and we watched probably two and a half episodes like in a row where it was a lot of fun to watch and then like i started falling asleep and it was just running and ashley was like scrolling on her phone at this point and then at one point, like I had woken up and it was like, oh, the floor is lava is still on. I was watching it. And Ashley looked up from her phone and then looked at me and goes, why is this show still on? <laughs> and I was like, what? And you're like, why is it on? And then you took the remote and turned it off. Can you tell the blowhards out there what you were feeling at this moment? I think I was asleep, too. And I like was like, why are we still watching this television show? Let's go to bed. We have to brush our teeth and turn the lights off. What are we doing with our lives? You guys have been there, right? Where all of a sudden you come to and you're on your third hour of the floor is lava. Excuse me. Floor is lava. Where is the the? Yeah, it's floor <laughs> is lava, which is just feels wrong it, it, the floor is lava is much easier to say and makes more sense i want to read a review to you yeah Nick, please. that i found um <clears throat> so this is a review of the show it was written on june 28th it's on the imdb page um and the, the title of it is low budget overzealous narration in the first episode the narration was too intense trying to make the mediocre layout interesting, explaining every tiny detail. The first five minutes is the narrator covering the layout and every detail, and then you meet the contestants. The narration does not slow down and continues describing literally everything, as if viewers can't understand a few seconds of no dialogue. It repeats what contestants say and do, or the contestants say do immediately after the narration. It also feels staged. It's not that difficult of a layout, but has more intense music narration and cutting than Ninja Warrior. The contestants point solutions out in really odd ways as if it was pre-written. Things like, we must use this painting as a bridge. Upon first seeing it, or I think you should pull the rope in a tone that suggests they're bored. 
old school slash Nickelodeon kid obstacle course shows were better. I like the concept, but don't think I could continue unless they cut the narration and dramatic music in half. Wow, coming hard on the narration. Completely disagree. It's campy for a, a reason. They pretend like the lava is real when it clearly is not real, and I love that about it. And you know what? Maybe this fucking plebe doesn't realize how certain things are produced, but there are people back there backstage going practicing with the teams, and they're going, okay, you got to be very verbal when you go out there, okay? So when you make a... Let, let's practice. Like, say you're going to jump from here to there, and they probably have, like, a little setup for them to make sure that they could physically do stuff. And they're like, okay, so when you jump from there, like, do you see anything around that you might be able to use? And the person's like, that broom? Like, great, so what would you say? Like, hey, I'm going to grab the broom. Good, make sure you say all of the moves you make because we want to make sure that the people at home know exactly what you're doing that's how all of i work in game shows that's how they're they're all super produced all of these uh contestants well you have to do that otherwise you don't have anything to like watch there's nothing engaging you're just watching people figure things out in silence and every game show has a mini version of that game show in, uh, in their studio somewhere by the dressing rooms and they are playing this game and practicing it with the contestants. You can't just send a contestant out who doesn't know how to play the game or isn't exciting to watch. I mean, they'll always uh, you know, book for the day. Let's say they're shooting two episodes and each episode has two guests on it. You know, you only need four people, but they probably book like eight to ten people and they yeah. all sit in a room with a bunch of snacks and soda around and coffee. And they have people babysitting them, like playing other games, getting them excited, coaching them on their stories. So it's like, I ever notice when they, when, you know, um, Alex Trebek goes over to the contestants after the first round and introduces them. And they're always like, uh, and then he's like, oh, so I heard that you, um, you stroke llamas for a living. And it's like, yeah, you're right, Alex. When I was a kid, my dad used to stroke llamas and he made <laughs> a lot of money from people watching. And, uh, so now I do that too. And people say it's a crazy job, but you know, you know, it's like, and then they don't always ask people what they do for a living. The next one would be like, hey, I heard you're the world's greatest solitaire player. That's right. Uh, when I was a kid, I was ranked. You know, They find an interesting story so people can get connected to the character. All of this shit is fucking produced. None of this shit is real. It's not real. TV's not real. TV's not real, folks. TV's not real. Now, I just think it's a good show and i like that they were kind of being campy about it and i like the fact that they were calling out everything they were doing i mean for crying out loud we were falling asleep okay i needed somebody to tell me that they were pulling the broom off the wall and there's not like there's not like um scenery change you're in one room and that room in that room the floor is lava okay so in the one room you're not going elsewhere there's nothing to look at besides these three people in this room and the floor is lava so it's like Give us some excited narration. Otherwise, I'm going to get bored. It's actually kind of fun. Before each um, team starts, the uh, narrator and the host, uh, like over the loudspeaker, is like, okay, guys, and let's not forget to, you don't want to fall down because, of course, floor is lava. They go, well, I think they go, the floor is, and then they go, lava, and, and everybody screams, and then they start the time or whatever. There, like the group of old guys or like the somebody one group or maybe it was the dads yeah uh it was like the third episode in and uh uh everybody had filled in the blank with lava the floor is lava they, they went the floor is and just two guys didn't say anything the one guy was like hot 
(laughs) (laughs) And I just found that to be fun. I'm like, they didn't tell them to say that. So everybody has just filled it in as it goes along. And this guy just, floor is hot. It's a hot floor. I don't want to touch it. This show's called Hot Floor. It's a good name for a show. The Hot Floor. The Hot Floor. The capital T, capital H, capital E, Hot Floor. Um, I think we've said everything we can about this show. Absolutely. I'm dying over here. Let's move on to Labor of Love, our favorite show yeah, so on we, Fox. We watched the past two episodes, whatever that is. We're caught up. We're all caught up, and it's getting down to the final four now, huh, Ash? Next week is the home dates. So she's picked. She's down to three possible dads, and she's going to go visit their hometowns in the in the very much um, a bachelorette fashion. She's going to meet their families, see where they live, and there's three guys left. And yeah, it's coming down to the end. I mean, you know from listening to us that we are you know diehard Stewart fans. We want Stewart to win. If Big Stewart's still in this game goddamn game and i'm really excited about it i want stewart to get a spinoff no matter what happens i want more stewart i want there to be a stewart show now i've been talking to my mom who watches the show oh. i've been talking to my friend marlena who watches the show oh. everybody loves stewart yeah stewart's the best so my thing here, and she loves stewart she the best. loves stewart so either he's getting a winning like a winner's edit i think he is or she picks someone else, and then we feel bad for Stuart, and he gets a spinoff? No, Stu's not going to get a spinoff. No, he's going to win this. I hope so. Uh, he's going to win this. I love I mean, him so much. The guys that are left are, I mean... Marcus from Survivor, who I think is a psychopath, I think is what they were trying to tell us. Multiple other men on this show have come up to... What's her name? Kirsten? <laughs> Christy. Christy? Well, because it's Kristen Stewart. And yes. so anytime I say Christy or Kristen, yeah. it's, I'm like, oh no, I'm just thinking of that because of Kristen Stewart. No, you're 100% right. It so, is incredibly confusing. Christy, the, t- on the past two episodes, multiple guys have come up to her for a second and been like, hey, I just want to let you know that Marcus is a is a gamer. Marcus is yeah. is all strategy. We're not seeing that on the show and I think that's because they don't want this to look like a strategy game. They want this to look like romance yeah. actually blooming. I think you're right. The motherfucker is on Survivor. He got on Survivor because he knows strategy. I mean, that's the ultimate strategy game. 100%. So, um we're not seeing any of it. I mean, I, I the one thing that I think felt stra- strategic was that he had written her a song and he was going to sing it for her at some point. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, in a really, probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire series so far, she was on a date with Kyle. Yes, that sounds right. So the and tall they were guy, like right? under a blanket and, and they, he could see and he through could the window. S- and then he was strumming his guitar in like the attic of the ro- of the house next door, mm-hmm. just looking out the window like a real creep. And he was strumming his guitar and singing his song to her. And then they started making out Kyle and Christy. And he was like, oh, geez, they're making out now. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't, it looked like it had been edited together. So it looked like he was staring at them. But mm-hmm. then when he reacted to them making out i was like wow he really is just being a super big creep and then later like when they're all waiting to see who she has decided to just lock in and keep and uh or have a talking to or whatever we need to talk let's talk yeah um and the guys are all sitting around 
Marcus was sitting there with all the guys, and like one Gary was like, "Hey, uh, did you ever uh, sing that song for uh, Christy?" And like you could tell he was like very embarrassed. He was like, "Oh no, 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 I did, I, I didn't no, do it. Nah, no, no, I'm not. I didn't Mm-mm. do it." He like bailed on the song, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. But other than that, he just seemed like a genuine guy who seems really sort of heartbroken. Until until the last episode. He started hanging around Kyle, and apparently Kyle and Marcus don't talk to one another in the house, really. They don't, yeah, they don't vibe. They don't vibe, and he had kind of walked over to Kyle while Kyle was just chilling on the couch, and he was just like, man, this Christy, huh? I think the problem is, like, you know, I I hear her saying such nice things about me when we're on dates. Oh, you're the perfect guy. You're so great. I've never had a day like this. And it's just like, I know she's just saying this to all of the other guys, and it's like, so how am I supposed, I got to take it with a grain of salt, you know? And I think the problem is that I'm like just too put together and it scares her. Anyway, Kyle, good talk. And like walked out and it was just an odd move. And Kyle was like, boy, that is strange. And then he went and ratted him out to Christy. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, all the other guys, Marcus and Trent, who actually went home, they went over to Christy and just was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, Kyle's like a weirdo and no, we don't like him. Yeah. And he's just a hiding something and he sucks. Yeah. So just to let you know, we yeah. came over to tell you that. Like He's a, a narcissist. Yeah, like a bunch of... Like it, Psychopath. Yeah, and Trent was well, like, oh, yeah, if you if you really like super tall narcissists, then go for it. I and mean... Christy's I, like, I think this guy's hot and I think he's romantic and I'm not really buying it. And I think that move sent Trent home. But see, this is the thing is that Trent didn't Trent was not the leader on that. Like I felt bad for Trent cuz he was right. like he was like letting Marcus do all of that. She hadn't made the connection with Trent. So Trent doing that felt like a demerit when Marcus uh. doing that, she kind of let that slide. It does seem like Christie's relationship with Marcus is a little like he was saying to Kyle cuz she was like I just don't want to ruin what we have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, scared. You scare me. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Because they did have a really nice date. And he's, like, a, he went to a nice college. He, he's a doctor. He, he's a That's doctor. what's going on. Like, she sees this guy and is, like, this could be that guy for me, but really has not paid him any mind for, I would say, three episodes. And every episode, she's loving on Stuart, okay? I mean, and the thing is, Stuart not only gets really good dates and really good reviews and is locked in first, but, I mean, she just came over for, like, one of the games they were playing. Hanging out with the guys. Hanging out with the guys, and she sat between Kyle and Stu- and Stuart, and, like, when they were, like, laughing, because they had done this thing where they were seeing what, they, what their babies would look like together, and they were doing like she sma- had mash-ups. her hand on his knee i mean they were she was just like laughing into his lap basically like and it was it was like rum it was like they were on a date and yes. all all their friends were around it was it was awkward but kind stewart's of. bringing her flowers he's getting her drinks he's checking on her i mean he's just being such a good man he's doing a good thing stewart i think feels like he's got this locked i feel like stewart's got it locked Me but too. we need to talk about something very specific that happened which is that keith got sent home because of we've seen throughout this show, Keith have some anger ish flare ups. We saw him throw a glass that broke. We saw him get upset about something else that happened. I don't know. He just he's, he got upset because Matt he had snapped in, at Matt interrupted yeah. somebody else telling a story. And then when he was talking to Christy, he mentioned that he's like, he's like, I'm a calm guy, but sometimes I can get fiery. And she was like, What do you mean by that? And he's like, Sometimes I can get 
very fiery. And that upset her because she's like, listen, I just came from that. Like, I'm not looking for that at all. You could tell that triggered something in her. It did. A hundred percent. Whatever. I guess her her re- her divorce. Her ex. ex yeah. Situation might have been a little too fiery. Yeah. And so she basically is like, listen, I think she goes over to talk to him. They sit down, they talk. And she's like, I think instead of waiting for the ceremony, the sending people home ceremony, it's just better for both of us if you go now. Like, I don't want you just having to stay in the house. Super like, weird. She could have just sent him home during the ceremony. No, I think it's weird to have that conversation and be like, you're the person I'm going to send home and then have him stay in the house. That seems even no, weirder. No, I, I don't think they needed to have that talk. I think she could have just had that whole talk during the I'm going to send you home. Well, I we don't actually know what kind of a talk they had because of the way that it was edited. But then I do know that Keith is the coolest because he's like, okay, that's totally fine. You should know what's going on with the guys in the house. These are the guys that are here. He's like Stuart. And then what was the other guy's name? Gary. Stuart and Gary are genuine. Um, he said that... Uh, Marcus is a gamer. He said Marcus is like a mastermind. Mastermind. He said and Trent is a boy. Yep. And he said that Kyle is hiding something. Like, he hasn't I, revealed I can't himself. read Kyle. Yeah. yeah. And I completely agree with his read. Sure. And I thought I that was too. a super generous thing to do. Now, it might have been the edit, but Kyle did look like there. Keith did look like he was there was something going on with Keith. He was flying out when he threw that glass and it shattered yeah it's like you just don't want that he does look and then like when she kind of put him on the spot like hey like i want to talk about like fiery for a second because you had said that earlier and i just want to talk about it i think keith kind of lost it by being like okay i get what you mean let me go through all of the things that are fiery that i did in this house number one matt was interrupting and i i'm i am not fiery i'm not angry i like justice like you could tell like he's just like yeah he really should have just been like i just meant that like I get sometimes I'm passionate I'm passionate that's all and And then she would have been like okay cool I think she could he could have saved himself (laughs) at least to the now I just think that she and I have no idea here at all yeah I think she's coming from an abusive situation I I agree with and I think that the way she acted I mean who knows what you know anyone's situation is but the fiery thing really did her eyes like they got big you know it's it she, she clearly was you know shaken by that she was shaken by it and i just think that that she could have just taken that conversation in and then later just done it how everybody else has been sent away yeah uh, uh, during the ceremony but maybe they had we don't know what kind of conversation they had outside babe we really don't i don't know i think we have to just trust you gotta trust Kristen stewart we have to (laughs) Kristen davis Kristen stewart who's Kristen stewart pause this right now Kristen Stewart, is she from uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Pause she's this. She's from the, the vampires versus the yes, werewolves. Twilight, yep. Kristen Davis Kristen is from Davis. Sex and the City. I probably even saying so, Kristen Stewart for weeks. Something I show. found out that was interesting is that, do you know what One Million Moms is? No. So it's this organization. It's like a conservative organization. Um, I don't know. I, they seem problematic. Say no more. Sign me up. <laughs> They seem problematic. Anyway, they've started a petition to get Fox to remove the show. Good. Uh, three quarters of the way through the season. They're, they are pissed. They yeah. think that it's uh, chipping away at family values. Also, I went on the IMDb before we started recording to look and see if there's any new reviews. Oh, boy, are there. And it just seems to be from, like, red pill people, like, who are so Fox, upset about this show. 
Uh, we got to go investigate that. But uh, I guess that's where we end here, folks. Okay. Um, Send that good vibes to Stuart. And let's hope he wins. Yeah. We're Team Stu here. Uh, maybe Kristen Stewart is how I got Stu. You know, that maybe makes that's sense. What... So, folks, we uh, we recap the challenge. Uh, we drop those every Monday. Uh, or, nope, sorry. This show comes out every Monday. <laughs> We're talking about Thursdays is our recap. So, you know, that's coming down to the end. I say that for the past five weeks, but it really is now, I think. So go uh, catch up on that every Thursday. The Challenge Season 35, Total Madness. Um, and also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can check out everything that we do at uh, realityblowspodcast.com. And uh, folks, we thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.